0: Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker.
1: What has happened to credit card debt during the pandemic? Well, it's been up and down, and unfortunately, it seems to be up again. We're going to talk about the impact of credit card debt, how consumers need to take steps to alleviate it, to keep their credit ratings strong. And we have a great guest to talk about that today. His name is Bruce McClary. He's the Senior Vice President of Membership and Communications for the National Foundation for Credit Counseling. And I will say that Bruce and I have worked together over the years. I respect your organization, Bruce, and I am so delighted to have you on today.
0: Well, thank you, Shirley. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. It's good to be back on the program, and I'm always happy to help your audience as we talk about these important uh, consumer finance topics.
1: Oh, because it it can impact the rest of your life. I mean, at least the next seven years or or more. So, uh, well, let's get right into it. Now, Um, I'd gotten a note from you saying that recently credit card debt had gone back to pre-pandemic levels, but that's no longer true, is it, with the rising prices? What's happening now?
0: Well, actually, the credit card debt uh, dropped uh, a good bit during the pandemic. So you you can imagine this as a downward to the right kind of a line bottomed out at some point. And the reason was because people weren't doing a lot of the things that they were doing before the pandemic. They weren't traveling. They weren't going on expensive vacations. People didn't have to commute daily, so they didn't have to fill up the tank as often. A lot of people were working remotely. There were stimulus checks paid out to uh, households. People were allowed to skip payments on their student loan debt without penalty. And so all of those things added up to, for, for a lot of Americans, added up to more money in their pockets Uh, so people were able to pad their savings accounts, which is great, and they were able to, at the same time, pay down the debt that they owed. However, a lot of the financial safety nets that were deployed during the pandemic are gone, and people aren't receiving the stimulus checks, and there aren't as many of these uh, skip-a-payment temporary hardship programs being uh, rolled out in the marketplace, and so uh, couple that with the fact that people are spending a lot more now that they've returned to uh, their normal patterns, their pre-pandemic patterns of life, commuting to an office, taking vacations, uh, buying you know meals out more often. Uh, that has led debt back to pre-pandemic levels. So now you've got that big upward to the right line. So it looks like a big V. So people paid down a lot during the pandemic. Now they're back to pre-pandemic spending, uh, relying a lot on credit cards to uh, buy the things that they need.
1: Uh, Bruce, how would you compare the level the level of credit card debt now to say five or six years ago? Has it increased significantly? Um, do you have that in terms of today's dollars? Do you do you know?
0: Well, you know, again, just the fact that we're back to pre-pandemic levels of debt uh, shows that we're back to where it was at least three years ago, Yeah, uh, three or four years ago. So I'd say it's at parity with what it was three or four years ago. And... Well,
1: I can understand why credit card debt's gone up because um, I just read something in Forbes talking about uh, retail sales are down. Gas prices have surged. Grocery sales are up, but with higher prices. And what we've seen is uh, uh, food is up 10%, energy up 34%, gasoline and fuel oil prices up 50%, and all other categories up 6%. There doesn't seem to be any relief in sight. And, of course, that brings us to the concern for consumers about credit card debt, whether or not they'll be able to keep on top of paying it, because that to me is, is um, a very significant thing. We are a country, much of what we do is built on credit card um, availability and having good credit levels. So let's talk about some of the issues. Now, first off, why don't you give our listeners an, an overview of what your foundation actually does?
0: Well, the National Foundation for Credit Counseling is a nonprofit organization that focuses on helping people improve their financial well-being, and it represents a network of nonprofit financial counseling agencies throughout the country. And if you go to nfcc.org, you can see all about the different services that are provided by these nonprofit counseling agencies uh, within the NFCC network and. The focus is to help people overcome the challenges that stand in front of them in terms of reaching their goals. These financial challenges might involve difficulty repaying credit card debt, or they might involve uh, the uh, possibility of facing foreclosure and how to avoid that. Uh, And for some, it may just be a matter of finding help affordably repaying student loans. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about some of
1: the track. things that uh, that that do that do that. Um, but honestly, I I uh, I feel for consumers right now. I think we're all in a kind of a financial bind because of the way prices are increasing. Now, when when prices increase like this, of course, consumer uh, spending goes down. Or I shouldn't say that. I'm not an economist. What do I know? But I would expect that we're buying less products, but we're seeing more debt because of the higher prices. Um, Do you all track how people are spending and whether or not they're getting into trouble? There's one thing to have a credit card debt, and it's something else if you're not meeting your obligations on that credit card. And I gather that's where you would come in.
0: Yes. And we work with individuals in uh, the the counseling sessions that take place. We work with individuals to review their current spending, their income. We take a look at their entire financial situation so that we can help them make the right decisions on how to get over some of these financial challenges. So yes, we are seeing uh, where people are spending their money right now. We're seeing how much debt people are carrying. And especially those who are facing a financial crisis, seeing how that is affecting their overall uh, financial situation. So we are following that. And one of the things I would mention, there's, there are a lot of different financial pressures that consumers are dealing with right now. And it seems like the pressure is only increasing. There's very little relief to find out there when you're looking at cost of living and the expenses that people are incurring. Uh, housing prices uh, have, have gone up in, in recent years. Uh, interest rates on mortgages have gone up and I don't have to tell credit card users that interest rates for credit cards, the averages are incredibly high. Right now, the average credit card interest rate is 18%, right oh, around wow. 18%. Which, I did you know, not know that. Oh Yeah, which which years ago I would have rolled my eyes and said, well, that's a subprime rate right there. But right now that's the average. And wow. so it's just adding to the pressure, the financial pressure that consumers are facing, especially if they're carrying debt from month to month on these credit cards uh it just it's it's becoming more and more difficult to repay and that's where the concern is because as these spending levels are going up and the interest rates are so high it just means that people are going to have a longer timeline for affordably repaying their debt and it may get to the point where they just you know the wheels fall off the wagon and they end up falling no. behind on their payment
1: well with that so, with that unhappy note I'm Shirley Rooker. You're listening to Of Consuming Interest here on the Federal News Network. My guest is Bruce McClary. He's the Senior Vice President for Membership and Communications with the National Foundation for Credit Counseling. And we're talking about what the extraordinarily high prices that we're facing right now and with no relief in sight and what that means for us in terms of debt. It also, of course, impacts how you handle debt right now, impacts on your long-term future credit health. So we're talking about ways to help and improve that. And that was not a happy note, Bruce, when we took uh, the break there. Um, so tell us, what do we do? Now, I know your organization, um, you don't charge people a lot of money. Tell, tell them how you operate. If somebody If somebody's in debt and they really need some help, they can come to you all and you're not going to charge them an arm and a leg, right? I mean, you're not going to be like some of the ads I hear that get rid of your credit card debt. and We'll make yeah, them pay you. So, and-
0: yeah. We're a nonprofit organization. Our members are nonprofits. So those who are providing the financial counseling to individuals are going to make sure it's easy to access and it's affordable. And so uh, the, Initial counseling session is typically at no cost. So there's, you know, it's, it's worth reaching out and having somebody conduct a financial review, an NFCC certified credit counselor to, to look at your finances and at least give you that initial feedback where you don't have to pay for that. And then you can decide if you want to take the advice that you've been given and resolve the situation on your own, or if you want further assistance from the nonprofit credit counseling agency, Uh, which may in some cases recommend a debt management plan where you benefit from a structured repayment program. And if your accounts are past due, they're brought back up to date. Your payments are typically reduced. Your interest rate is lowered. And then you can affordably repay while at the same time getting back on track and helping improve your your credit rating. So that's what's offered when people reach out to nfcc.org or if they call through the toll-free number uh, 1-800-388-2227, and they can get in touch with those counselors and, and get that kind of help. So it is, you know, the the main goal of the counselor is to make sure that an individual is able to overcome their debt challenge. So it doesn't make sense to throw a lot of expensive fees and service charges at somebody who's already facing a financial crisis. It just doesn't make sense. And well, I know there are some we... other programs out there that, that are very fee heavy, uh, but that's not what is offered by nonprofit credit counseling agencies.
1: That's why I have you on the air today. Um, yeah, we, we at Call for Action we've heard of consumers who have joined some of these programs and ended up further in debt than when they started. Um, in some cases, the money was taken and and the the uh, payments were never made to the debtors, and you know it was just a mess. So you need to be, that's not to say that everybody isn't reputable out there that helps consumers. I'm not saying that I'm saying all consumers need to do is to make sure they check out whatever organization they're going to, to find out if it really does help consumers. And, you know, there are some things that people can do for themselves. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, like one of the advice, and I think this is advice that you've given over the years, Bruce, is that, um, talk to your creditors. If you're behind, talk to them. Are they willing to talk to consumers usually? And now I know that's what you do, yeah. but can the consumer take the first step and do something for themselves?
0: Yeah. I mean, and I, and I have experience in that area too, because years ago, I used to be a debt collector. I also used to work for a, a creditor, a credit card issuer. And I can tell you, they appreciate it when the cardholder is proactive and reaches out and has a discussion about. Financial challenges they're experiencing, and ask questions: What can be done if, if this is a temporary situation? I'm facing a temporary hardship. Uh, what can be done? And having that conversation with your with your credit card company before things go further and further behind, and they might send it off to a debt collector, uh, you're doing yourself a big favor by having that conversation. The the credit card issuer appreciates it because the last time they probably captured any current information about your financial situation was probably when you were filling out the credit card application and things were great. So they don't have any idea that things have gotten worse until you let them know. And so if you're proactive and you have that conversation, you may be able to avoid some of the worst consequences of having negative information report to your credit report after credit bureau after you miss a payment uh, or something like that. So that's always a good first step to reach out to your credit card issuer and have that conversation before things fall behind. Now, if things do fall behind and you go a payment or two late, that's when it's probably a good idea not just to talk to your credit card issuer, but to then go ahead and reach out uh, to a nonprofit credit counseling agency through nfcc.org and then start that process and get someone who's a financial, a nonprofit financial professional to sit down with you and review your circumstances and provide further recommendations uh, that can help you recover. Uh, but, but what you don't want to do is bury your head in the sand and hope that things will get better because if if things continue the same and you're just not making payments, uh, you know how that's going to play out.
1: Right. And of course, I think one of the biggest things that consumers need to look at right now is I, I just saw a figure that said that in September, the credit card debt level was $916 billion is that, did I say that right? 916 followed by a B. So I don't know how to even say it. 916 billion. What? It's a little bit of my household income, Bruce, to tell you the truth. Well, Um, and it
0: doesn't, it doesn't represent one cardholder. So let's just uh, ease people's concerns about uh, that. It's, it's a, it's, it's the combined amount of credit card debt that's outstanding in the United States. And yes, that, that is correct. So this, you know, you can think about that and think about the size of that figure and what that represents and then compare it to other things like student loan debt and 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 uh, mortgage debt in the country. Uh, it's, you know, it's reaching those levels. So wow. it, it, that's one of the reasons why that's so concerning is among all those types of debt, credit card debt is typically more costly to carry yes. because of yeah. these high interest rates. So it's well, costing it, Americans more to carry that amount of debt.
1: If if a person has a high credit card debt and they do have a good relationship with their bank, mm-hmm. do you all ever recommend that they take out a loan and pay off the credit card?
0: Well, consolidation loans are a great option for people whose payments are up to date and they have a, a healthy credit score and they may qualify for some of the more competitive interest mm-hmm. rates on these consolidation loans. So it can help people more affordably repay the debt that they owe. So because the
1: credit eighteen point for eighteen and over percent, it if you pay the minimum amount, I don't know how many years, but there are calculators that will tell consumers how long it would take them to pay off five hundred dollar debt. It's a really astonishing. Well, yes, and ends own credit,
0: yeah, and your own credit card billing statement should provide information in a box that tells you how long it will take you to pay off that amount of debt that you owe for that credit card. So Uh, so don't skip it consumers,
1: right? Don't skip it. Read it. Let's just take a a pause here to let our listeners know they're tuned into of consuming interest right here in the federal news network. My guest today is Bruce McClary, who is the senior vice president for membership and communications with the national foundation for credit counseling. And we're talking about the credit card debt level, its impact on your future and what you can do about it, taking action before your situation is so dire is probably one of the best things that people can do. Uh, Bruce, would you say that if you look in, down the road and you're saying, oh, my gosh, I'm getting to the, I can't manage all this, get some help.
0: Yeah, the sooner the better. But here's the here's the challenge that a lot of people are facing right now. and And it's I'm sure it's something that people can identify with if you're not in a good place financially and you are seeing that there's going to be trouble down the road, it's not always a fun exercise to sit down and, and look at this in detail and work out a budget and look at your billing statements. So often people do hesitate to take action quickly because it's just, it's it's so upsetting to look at the reality of of your circumstances when you're facing these kind of challenges. But I would say this, that the It's better to act sooner rather than later because, as bad as things look now, if you don't take action, if you don't reach out and get help before things get bad, they're only going to get worse. And if you think that it's difficult looking at your circumstances now, imagine how bad it would be if you let your accounts go behind two or three or four months without payment. Uh, It it could get a lot worse and your options become fewer at that point, too. Uh, So you just want to make sure that you're reaching out and getting help early. So that you have more options available uh, for recovery, for getting back on track, and affordably repaying the debt that you owe.
1: Well, I, you know, it, it's so easy to run up debt, especially when everything gets so expensive. You have kids; you got to buy clothes, you got to send them to school, pay for food and gasoline, and it, you know, it, it can be a little bit overwhelming. And I think that that one of the things that your organization does offer to consumers is at least to help them to get a picture of what's going on but let's talk about the impact of of credit debt now and if you're not able to sustain it how does it impact you in the future it's going to impact you almost in everything you do isn't it because isn't credit tied to just about everything
0: well it's it certainly seems that way and, and it you know, it your your credit score affects so many aspects of your life it's not just about your ability to go out and and borrow money and get approved for a loan or get the best interest rate so it you want to make sure you protect your credit score as much as possible and it, it one missed payment can can be a body blow to your to your to your credit score and knock it down a decent amount and so you don't want to have to go through that and then have to go through the period of time that it takes to restore that score back to where it was before you want to constantly uh, focus on the things that keep your credit score healthy. And the biggest single factor in determining your credit score, according to the FICO scale, uh, which is the most widely used credit scoring system uh, by lenders, is uh, your payment history, your account history, which includes whether or not you're paying on time or, and and keeping your account on track. Paying as agreed. So just if you focus only on keeping your payments on time, you're doing yourself a huge favor in maintaining a healthy credit score. But the last thing in the world you want is for a payment to fall behind, uh, because that'll that'll impact a whole range of, of, of things that you're uh, that you're dealing with in your life. It can affect the interest rates that you pay on your credit cards. Uh, if you don't like 18%, just wait and see what your interest rate goes to if your account falls behind. Uh, it's not good. It can... It you know employers in some states, not all states, can look at the details of your credit report when considering you as a as an employee when you're applying for a job. Uh, well they may not it's
1: really it's really important. Uh, for consumers to keep track of what's in their credit record. Yeah. Um, and, and they can get a free report each year from each of the credit bureaus, right? Isn't there a certain a central number or, or email or website rather that people can go to to get that kind of information to apply for a uh, a, rep- a credit report which will tell them what's in their credit record and if there are items there that aren't yours, you better contest it.
0: Yes, you can go to annualcreditreport.com. That's annualcreditreport.com. And that is the website that was set up by the three major credit bureaus, uh, Equifax, Experian, TransUnion. And you can go into that website and you can obtain a, a copy of your credit reports for free. Um, it's it's a legitimate website. It's, it's set up by the uh, three credit bureaus. And it gives you that that access so that you can go in and you can see what's on your credit report before you go to a lender and apply for a loan or a credit card, uh, or before you apply for a job where the employer might be reviewing your your the details of your credit report. Uh, it's just or, or before you go and rent an apartment or get a mortgage. It's just good to know ahead of time what's on there because if something's inaccurate, uh, you want to make sure that you. Uh, move quickly to dispute that information, to have your credit report corrected, because that incorrect information could be bringing your credit score down uh, and not helping you in any way. So you want to make sure you take care of that quickly.
1: And I want consumers to understand something. There used to be this myth going around that if you checked your credit scores, it could cause them to go lower to lower. That is not true. That is only in circumstances where you're applying for credit to multiple lenders. And uh, that was a myth that we've fought at call for action for years. I don't know if it's still out there. I hope not, because if it is, we've not done a good job. But anyway, well, the, <laughs> yeah. And,
0: yeah it, but it, We it only it have
1: a minute. We only have a minute, Bruce.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's certainly worth mentioning that, though. But that is a good point. It doesn't, you can check your credit as often as you like, and it's not right. going to hurt your credit score.
1: And the But the three reports that you're entitled to annually are free. You don't have to pay for them. And I we always recommend that every four months you go to one of the agencies and check your credit. That way you know what's going on. Well, look, Bruce, it's chock it's full of information. And you know what? Time is up. We can't believe that. Thank you so much for being with us today. My guest has been Bruce McClary. Senior Vice President for Membership and Communications with the National Foundation for Credit Counseling. I'm Shirley Rooker. We are so glad you joined us. I hope you've learned from this. And by the way, their their website is nfcc.org if you want more information. So check them out. Shirley Rooker, we're so glad you were with us. You can reach me at shirley at callforaction.org. Thank you.
0: Consumers and businesses rely on digital banking solutions more than ever. Redefine your financial institution's digital presence with the award-winning Aperture Digital Banking Platform. Integrated with more than 200 fintech partners and 40 cores, we give you the speed to innovation you need to grow and retain customers. Learn more about our number one rated mobile banking app and all our cloud-based digital banking solutions at aperture.com. That's aperture. A P I T U R E.com.